You're listening to Flip This Risk, where it's time for a new conversation about risk management. From the boardroom all the way to the barbershop down the street, you can overcome fear of risk and thrive. Join your host, Dr. Karen Hardy, for candid conversations with industry leaders from across the globe. Dr. Karen brings her experience as an industry thought leader, best-selling author, and Apex Award winner to each episode. On the forefront of today's risk management strategies, helping leaders from small and large businesses overcome risk and feel confident in their choices. Let's start the show. Karen Hardy, and welcome to Flip This Risk Podcast, where we interview high achievers about their relationship with risk-taking and how it impacts their leadership resiliency. Of course, you can find out more at our website at flipthisriskpodcast.com. And today, I'm very excited to have with me Katrina Gilbert. She's the Vice President of Risk Management at Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport, which happens to be one of the largest or one of the busiest airports in the nation, and she has several years of experience in the risk management area. Welcome, Katrina. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I'm excited to have you here because we want to talk about transportation and the industry as a whole in terms of risk opportunities, and you've been in the transportation uh, arena for some time. I have. I started out in risk management and without giving my age, and as my kids can say, back in the 1900s. <laughs> so I started out in risk management in 1999, um, and it was one of those at the time where there weren't majors for risk management or even minors for that matter. Now, a lot of universities have really seen the positive impacts of risk management, and they have a program. Um, so I started out in risk management, then one of those that fell into it and fell in love with it. That is awesome. Uh, so tell me a little bit about the transportation industry in terms of the risk lens, because it's, it's a huge hub. First of all, as you said, all forms of transportation and you see aviation, but I don't think any we talk enough about what that industry risks are or what it looks like to manage those types of risks. Can, can you give us an idea? Most definitely. And I'm going to give you an idea of what that looks like and what it feels like through the lens of COVID. Um, so think about prior to 9-11, when you dropped a family member off at the airport or you were taking them to the airport, you could walk them all the way to the gate. Do you remember that? You could stand there, you could wave at the plane, taking off. There was no taking off belts and shoes and jackets and standing in this line and taking laptops out and all of, none of that. You walk them in, you go to the gate, you wave, you know, Papa and Nana goodbye, and you stand there and you watch the plane take off. And so that was pre-9-11. 9-11 happens. And of course, um, that was a very tragic event in aviation history that will live in infamy for many, many years to come, and very rightly so. But after that, we received a lot of regulations. And so I touched on some of those regulations regarding, okay, now we have TSA, and now we have a group of individuals in an area and in a space where it's time consuming, and we have a lot of people crowded in those locations. If you've flown through DFW, sometimes the TSA checkpoint lines can be lengthy, as they are in a lot of airports. Uh, most airports will tell you now to arrive two hours in advance, if not three hours if you're traveling internationally, just to ensure you have proper time to transition through security checkpoint. And that security is there for a reason. Um, but then you layer on a, a pandemic you layer on a disease that spreads in areas of close confinement. 
I remember when the pandemic first started and there were those orange circles on the floor of, you know, six feet, stay your distance. Exactly. Everybody was really trying to maintain that space. But in a closed airport environment, well, you can imagine that was extremely difficult. When you think about the security checkpoint lines, when you think about um, waiting in line at your regular Chick-fil-A, when you think about riding a shuttle bus to the rental car center, there were a lot of risks that we had to adjust and accommodate to ensure, one, that our passengers felt safe, that our customers felt safe, but most importantly, that our employees felt safe coming into this work environment with the pandemic that seems to grow overnight. Um, and so there were a lot of things that we had to do from sanitizations, decontaminations. We upgraded our HVAC UVC system with a program that would filter and clean the air and put clean air back into the environment. Um, we did all of our GVAC certifications with all of our concessionaires to ensure that we were cleaning properly. We had to make sure that employees, customers, passengers felt confident that we were managing the risks appropriately. And that's a big operation for the world's second busiest airport. Um, that was huge. And we live in an age of social media. Mm-hmm. And all it takes is one picture, one click to say, well, this is how they're not managing risk at DFW. Then that becomes a huge reputational risk for our organization. So if ever there were a time that organizations were leaning heavily on risk management, it was during the pandemic of making sure, again, everyone felt comfortable and safe in our environment. And on top of that, when you peel back that layer of that onion just a little bit further and look at just our employees and mental well-being, because that was a lot. That was a stressful time. Not only were you dealing with, you know, a work environment, but we had to understand that our employees are most definitely people where they're dealing with a home environment. As a transportation organization, a large hub airport, we really have a different business model than some of your consulting firms or ITS firms that would say, you can work for wherever, whenever. That's kind of not our business model. You can't change runway lights from your home. You can't put out a jet engine from your driveway. You really have to be here at the airport and in our environment. Um, So understanding that we really had to work with our employees to ensure that we were providing them with an environment where their mental well-being was taken into account as well. So the pandemic pivot, we had to do the same. The industry, a lot of I've, I've talking, I've spoken to and interviewed folks who were from supply chain to restaurant exactly. industry. And so now we're on the back end of COVID. With the, you know, things are getting a little bit back to normal. So you're dealing with the influx is. of more travelers. Right. So has your approach to, you know, managing the influx of uh, new travelers and returning travelers changed the way you manage your risk? Our new risk a result of that influx because you've been on a low for a while. Now here we are. Exactly. And one of the things that you don't want to do is just to say, okay, that's done. Close that chapter and put that book on the shelf. We want to make sure from a risk management perspective that that's really how you manage your risk is you take a look at your history, you take a look at your occurrences and you plan for the future. And so with all of those things in place, we didn't want to just say, okay, that was great and go back to business as usual. How do we get back, but get back 
better. So as I stated, the way in which we're cleaning the air, that hasn't changed. Um, the way in which we're cleaning the surfaces, we've kept all those things in place. But we're also preparing for the future. And how do you best prepare for the future is we do a lot of work with our innovation department of making sure that whatever cutting edge technology is out there with all of the um, bagless drops or the digital face scanning to ensure that we're moving our, our passenger traffic through some of those chokeholds that we discussed earlier um, in some of those checkpoint lines that we're moving them through at a faster pace without compromising safety. Mm -hmm. And so that's really a big part. And we're doubling down in trying to find ways to enhance them and make them better. And not just saying, well, that was good, close that book and let's move forward and let's get these travelers back. How do we get them back and move forward efficiently, effectively? Um, how are we using cutting edge innovation to ensure, again, that everyone's very comfortable with the decisions that we've made and they feel um, that the traveling experience has been enhanced. Um, we're trying to do more touchless things. Um, when you go in restrooms now, you'll see we have lights above the stalls to show you which ones are available. Same in our parking garages to make that um, traveling experience more efficient, more streamlined. And so that's really where we're trying to go with the next step as we see travelers coming back, which we absolutely adore. You're listening to Flip This Risk Podcast with Dr. Karen Hardy, and we'll be right back with more great conversation after this. Do you want to write a book but don't know where to start? No worries. We've got you covered. Become a published risk management author with Flip This Risk Books. Flip This Risk Books is an international award-winning book series written by industry subject matter experts and practitioners just like you. Want to build your professional brand and authority in the field? Write a chapter for our next book series. Visit flipthisriskbooks.com. If you can speak to the top three risks um, within your industry right now. Well, you mentioned it just a second ago when you said supply chain. So we have a ton of construction projects. There aren't many airports that um, haven't revamped, modernized, built new terminals in the past couple of years, and we're no different. Um, we're going through a lot of construction projects. You mentioned concessionaires. We too have food and beverage. So you have a number of slip trips and falls in airports, wherever you have, you know, depending on your flooring surfaces, food, beverages. So we have incidents, accidents from that perspective. And so those are two big areas um, where there's risk. And then we also touched on it just a tad bit regarding our reputational risk. Uh, travelers have options now. Most airports are in a city where there are one or two airports where the traveling public can decide to fly from or fly into. And we want to make sure that our reputation is such that they're going to choose DFW every time that there's an option. So you mentioned innovation at one point and how you started to adopt innovation. Um, you touched briefly on a couple of things. Is there one particular innovation that you're looking forward to to help you manage your day-to-day your -day challenges? 
I, I will tell you the one thing that I'm looking forward to and seeing it grow and evolve. Well, there's actually two things. One is the electric vehicles. Of course, we're starting to see more electric vehicles that has a risk component in and of itself, because as you see more electric vehicles, you have to worry about your, your infrastructure to um, keep up with that demand. You're seeing more electric cars, needing places to plug and charge the electric cars. And then you take a look at uh, the damages or incidents that could involve those vehicles. How do you go about extinguishing those fires? How do you go about um, making sure that the infrastructure is put together safely because all of that is happening really quickly? So electric vehicles, really excited about that. Excited to see how that's moving forward. There probably are very few car manufacturers that will not have at least some sort of an electric vehicle within the next year or two. Most of them probably have something now or at least a prototype, but you're starting to see more of electric vehicles and autonomous vehicles. That's the next topic in more of your larger trucking systems, your buses, your shuttles, um, your cargo and baggage carriers. And so seeing more autonomous vehicles, again, super excited, but then the other side thinks of the risk that's involved with that. Um, and so we partner heavily with our innovation department to ensure that we're uh, making sure we're getting to yes. How do we get to yes? Understanding the risk, um, understanding the need, understanding the safety environment that we must provide, but understanding that we need to keep moving forward. So how do we get to yes? And that really takes you working hand in hand with your different departments, um, your different innovators, your technology corporations to see how this new technology works and how it can work better in our environment. And then let's figure out how we get to yes. That is awesome to hear that. And uh, I think just like everyone that's listening, they feel very confident about the fact that you're instituting this risk management mitigation strategies to ensure that you're, you know, that everyone, the public is safe and have a, not only just safe, but have an experience, a positive experience. Exactly. As a part of that. Isn't that the key? <laughs> exactly. That's the key is to feel as though the airport in itself is a part of that traveling experience. You know, you've booked that ticket. You're going to Turks and Caicos. I can't wait to get there to put toes in sand. But getting up to that point is like, oh, I have to do this, I have to do that. But what if we partner to ensure that your parking experience is great? Uh, getting dropped off at the curb is great. You have a seamless entry to the ticket counter or through TSA. And then you have a great experience at a concessionaire or in a lounge. Your traveling experience starts a whole lot sooner than when you get to that resort. And so we want to be a part of that entire traveling experience. So let me ask you this question in terms of everyone's talking about artificial intelligence, of course, with the electric vehicles, I guess that's a form, but on a grander scale, especially with the release of the chat GBT and all the, and, you know, oh. Google's BARD and all this other stuff that's happening, do you see transportation industry integrating more of the AI, nuanced AI um, tools into operations to help manage these risks. What's the thought about that? And have you had this discussion with leadership? Yes, we have. And not only have we had the discussion, we've done some things in pockets um, to implement AI. We have a couple of our customer experience modules and some of our terminals. You know, you, you're in a shopping mall and you see, you know, you're here and here's where you want to go. And there's a map. 
But we have gone a step further where we have artificial intelligence where you tap on the screen and there's a person there that speaks to you. Um, and you can see a person and they smile and they're friendly and they have on our, our DFW volunteer uniform. And you can say, I'm trying to get to the nearest coffee shop and I'm in terminal C. Well, they can see where you are in terminal C and they'll say, well, the nearest coffee shop is to your right, um, 30 steps down. Awesome. Where's the nearest restroom? You can go up and you can ask it that the nearest family restroom is here. Men's restroom is here. Women's restroom is there. And they're giving you that information real time instead of you having to look at the star and say, I'm here. Restroom is, is there, I think. And then you get there and that restroom is out of order. They're giving you real time information on the nearest restrooms, how many stalls are available, the whole night. And so that gives us an opportunity uh, to have that customer experience and that customer uh, information handy at the drop of a dime. And that is something that we're really starting to see more of and wanting to ramp up in that area. That's the worst thing is when you're at any airport. And as I stated, many are going through construction projects and you're trying to figure out what's the shortest way to get from A to B. Absolutely. And there may be a customer experience person or a customer service person way down there, and you're really needing to know that information right here. And so we're trying to make sure that we're placing um, the modules in areas where we have the most passenger traffic. So right as you're coming out of security checkpoint, you're trying to figure out, do I go left or do I go right? And so there's a person right there to help you. And so that's where we're doing a lot of partnerships with our innovation to, again, ensure that we're uh, enhancing that total travel experience. I really like that. I really do. Wrap up a little bit in terms of leadership, the future of transportation aviation, what type of leaders really needed, not just for now, but in the, in the long term, in the future, what type of leadership skills you think are essential to be in this uh, very successful in this industry? I think the key thing is what you just stated, to be successful in this industry is really understanding this industry. When you think of transportation and when you think of aviation, all of those things happen here at the airport. You have rental cars, you have trains coming in and out, whether it's a, a large national carrier train or if it's a train coming from, as in our um, example, we have a train coming from Dallas area. We also have one coming from Fort Worth. So it could be passenger rail. Um, we also have food and beverage. We have um, your hospitality with a number of hotels. We have a number of clinics on site, our own public safety. It's a city in and of itself with its own zip code. Um, a number of cargo carriers, um, cargo hangars, commercial development. So it really is a city. And to understand that, you have to make sure that your finger is on the pulse of all of those different areas. So it's much more than just transportation where you historically thought of just trucking. It is so much more than that. And so once you have your finger on that pulse, or you can kind of wrap your arms around that a little bit, then you can start managing the many layers of risk that come along with that. And when you're looking at it holistically or looking at it from an enterprise risk management perspective, again, is how do we get to that? Yes, so that we continue to grow our business while we're managing the safety concerns, your employee concerns, your passenger concerns, even your community concerns when you're thinking of all things from an environmental risk perspective. So there's a lot of hats to wear 
But I tell you, it's so much fun. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, so you have to have a person that's going to be passionate about those things. Because of that perspective that you have, do you find yourself at the table doing strategy conversations in terms of how it impacts business, the overall business of the you know, organization, of the entity, not just talking about insurance and falls and things like that, but that type of thing? Exactly. And that's the beauty of an enterprise risk management program is when you find yourself not only uh, at the table, but welcome to the table to talk strategy. As we're talking um, the next iterations of remodels to terminals or perhaps new terminals, um, remember I mentioned that ADA is a component of risk management here. So we're talking on how we can have more family style restrooms, how we can have more wheelchair accessibility above what is required. What can we do to make sure we're meeting the traveling public to make sure that we're having adult changing stations or adult shower rooms? That's the need of our traveler, and we want to make sure that we meet it. And so when you bring risk management in, we're able to have those conversations before pen hits paper, before we start blueprinting and drafting. We're having the conversation ahead of time. And that's a beautiful thing when risk management is not only invited in, but we clearly have a seat at the table and a voice in the room. Um, as I stated earlier, now is the time that organizations are really leaning heavily on their risk management professionals. So if you are in that field or if you're thinking of, of getting into that industry, as I stated earlier, a lot of colleges and universities have programs in that now. But I will tell you, now is the opportunity to step up, use your voice. If you don't have a chair at the table, doggone it, get a folding chair and bring it. But now is the time that everyone is leaning into risk management. So make sure that you're there and you're ready and you're prepared to provide the information that it needed to take your organization to that next level. Fantastic. Listen, Katrina, I want to thank you for your time and for being a guest on Flip This Risk Podcast. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on this award-winning podcast. I feel so special just to be invited. So thank you so very much. Absolutely. And I want to thank all my listeners for joining us today. I'm Dr. Karen Hardy, and I'll catch you next time. Helping you feel secure is our strategy. All the way from the boardroom to the barbershop down the street. Subscribe at flipthisriskpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.